I'm Julie Nemitz, former for-profit marketing executive to Fortune 500 brands turned evangelist for marketing excellence and innovation in live theater. This is In the Green Room. It wasn't long ago that I was racking up frequent flyer miles, traveling the country, leading digital media and marketing for some of the world's top brands, and I was exhausted. Worse yet, I felt utterly empty. It was then I had an aha moment. I can take all of that I learned over the last 15 years climbing the corporate ladder in for-profit marketing, making billions for those top brands, mind you, and use it for good to help my true passion, the theater, thrive in this brave new digital world. Fast forward through a pandemic and lessons learned, and you'll see a happy me today leading regional and community theaters to grow with marketing innovations, strategies, and kickin' content. If you're a theater maker feeling overwhelmed by the lightning pace of marketing changes, lack the confidence or resources to implement new marketing tactics, or just want to find support to create a theater that makes an impact in your community, you are in the right place. Now grab some coffee and a cardboard cup, and let's get on with the show. Well, hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into In the Green Room. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm so grateful that you're listening. In today's episode, I'm really curious to find out what type of goalie are you? One of my favorite Ted Lasso quotes is, if God would have wanted games to end in a tie, she would have invented numbers. So today we're going to lasso ourselves a better understanding of what type of goalie or goal maker you are. Yes, Ted Lasso, a wise one of quips. We hope there are few, if any, ties in goal setting or goal measuring either. Now, for those of you who maybe are living under a rock or don't have Apple Plus TV or don't read entertainment news, you might not know who Ted Lasso is. Well, Ted Lasso is a multiple award-winning television show on Apple TV, won the SAG Award, won Emmy Awards, starring Jason Sudeikis as an American football coach who's hired to manage a British soccer team. And what he lacks in knowledge He makes up for an optimism, determination, and biscuits. Biscuits being cookies for us Americans. Now, depending on which way your mind flows, this week's marketing topic may excite you or maybe cause you a bit of angst. Speaking of mind flow, I want to talk about our brains. Marketing is, after all, a brain science, right? If this is the first time you've listened to this podcast, then you should know that neuromarketing is my favorite topic to geek out on. Neuromarketing loosely refers to the measurement of physiological and neural signals to gain insight into customers' motivations, 
preferences and decisions, which can help inform marketing creative, advertising, ticket pricing, and other marketing areas. It can also be used to determine what shows we choose to do. So let's try to define some things about our brains, shall we? Are you left-brained and look at things analytically, strategically, and approach things with a logic-first mentality? Do you love daily to-do lists and thrive on goal-setting? Or are you right-brained and look at things creatively, thrive on being a maker of things? Maybe you are emotion-based and intuitive, comfortable with the unknown? Well, guess what? This kind of thinking, categorizing our traits, preferences, and behaviors simply based on what side of the brain may be in control is a myth. The truth lies somewhere in the middle. I kind of like to think about my own brain that way, perhaps right brain because of nature and left brain because of necessity. So, So-called left-brained people are described as logical, analytical, and detail-oriented. Their worldview is objective and factual, so they are good at math, engineering, and other fact-based tasks and careers. Right-brained people are considered creative, perceptive, intuitive, free thinkers. Their worldview is subjective and expressive, so they're destined for creative tasks and careers, right? But these distinctions may limit your potential. Yet some people are especially logical or creative, but that doesn't mean one side of their brain is more dominant than the other. Many logical tasks require creativity, and creative works are often rooted in logic. Thinking of people's brains and personalities in such a divisive framework is really restricting, right? So, for example, years ago, I would have considered myself decidedly right-brained, creative, looking for fun projects to work on, like events and custom brand content for magazines and websites, making fun videos for brands. I was very comfortable with not knowing what was next and really thrived on going with the flow. Then, after many years of swimming in the deep marketing waters of data, and ROAs and KPIs. Oh my. Well, that's the that's the time when I realized that my left brain was firmly permanently activated. And guess what? They're working together every day. So, do you have a similar examples from your own life? Well, here's some advice. Let's all just embrace what we're good at and let all parts of our brains do the work. Because today's topic of goals and measuring them requires all of our brains. So for those of you left-leaners, perhaps goals ensure that you won't live in the unknown. Goal measurement leans in on analytical skills, math, and ease with technology. All these make you very adept at setting goals and easily measuring against them. And for those of you who are a perceived right brain leaner, your ride or die right brain leaning, well, you have nothing to organize, analyze, or measure if you don't create the most dynamic creative marketing content possible, or you don't use your amazing people skills to motivate others, or if you don't have a desire to be in lockstep with your artistic director so that you deeply understand the production's mission and vision, listen, both sides of your beautiful, if weary, brain have to work together. Okay, I want to touch 
upon results, measuring results for a minute. See, here's the thing with today's fast-changing marketing best practices. In order to make the best, most impactful creative to market our theaters and productions, we have to rely on measuring what is working and what is not so that we can continue making great marketing creative that does what we need it to do, drive sales. In theory and hopefully in practice, strong marketing begets sales, right? A story for you. A Theater Marketing Academy member confessed to me a couple of months ago that she was truly concerned for her job because ticket sales weren't where they were pre-pandemic. Her executive director and board were, well, let's just say they were acting like helicopter parents and diving into the jungle of his marketing, planning, activation, and measurement. Uh, Okay, let's just be frank here. (laughs) They were micromanaging marketing on almost a daily basis. Now, there's nothing that instills anxiety faster in a marketing department than board members diving into the day-to-day of how shows get marketed. It is 100% not appropriate but believe me, it's happening. So I took a good amount of time to restructure her measurement process and how she reported it up to the proverbial food chain. We had to retrofit some goals and even create some new ones for her. And here's the thing, at the end of the day, measurement has to be the priority in your marketing process and you need to know how to use it to tell your marketing stories. And your storytelling should always be laddering back up to your goals. Question for you. Are you a member of Theater Marketing Academy? If you found this podcast surfing the waves of podcast search or heard about it from a colleague, you may not know that joining Theater Marketing Academy is for everyone who makes theater. And it's free. Because here's the thing. Whether you are an artistic director, an actor, a stage manager, volunteer head usher, board member, everyone has a hand in and can be responsible for understanding and activating marketing for your theater. Head on over to our website at the link over in our show notes. So do that, like ASAP. Okay, great. Thanks. Okay. So what kind of goalie are you? Let's get clear on the three types of goals and goalies and determine where you land in that goalie lineup, okay? Let's do this. Number one, a strategic business goal setter. Board members, executive and managing artistic directors, lean in here. You are responsible for setting the strategic business goals for the theater. Then your job is to communicate those goals effectively to your team. And let's talk a minute about real goals versus stated goals. A real goal is the one adopted and actively pursued by the organization. A stated goal is one that is communicated to stakeholders but is not actually pursued by the organization. Stated goals serve more to affect the image or perception of the organization by third parties, donors, sponsors, etc. Now, your development director and your grant writers often do lean in on your stated goals. But let me give you an example of a stated goal. To forge a new path of acceptance and inclusion by all, 
using the immense power of live theater to change minds and hearts. Absolutely, 100p. This is a critically important goal for a theater, a modern theater today. But this type of goal does little to guide the daily activities of your team. Your marketing director, or say your facilities manager, they aren't going to be able to move the needle on this on a daily, really measurable basis, weekly basis even. And here's an example of a real goal. Increase revenue via tickets purchased by 35 to 55-year-olds by 20% versus 2017-2018 season. Now that is a goal that your marketing director can sink teeth into. Number two, a tactical goal setter. This is the sandbox where marketing plays. Tactical goals are generally developed or carried out by the middle of your organization. That is, tactical goals are increasingly present in in those upper to middle tiers of your organizational structure. These goals break down the strategic business goals into more actionable elements and are dispersed to relevant marketing channels and then assigned to the team members responsible. Now, I help my clients begin the tactical goal-setting process by utilizing the SMART Goals Framework. SMART, for those of you who don't know, is an acronym for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. Defining these parameters as they pertain to your goal helps ensure that your objectives are attainable within a certain time frame. Let's look at the word specific. The goal should be very precise with no room for misinterpretation. The goal should be measurable. It should be accessible and progress should be easy to track. It should be achievable. The goal should be attainable. No outlandish or unrealistic expectations. It should be relevant. It should contribute to your broader overarching goals. That strategic business goal. And it should be time-bound. The goal should have a defined start and end date. So that's your SMART acronym. Here's an example I want to walk you through. We are marketing a production of Ghost the Musical. The team member that is activating this is the marketing director or the marketing manager. Now, a weak goal example is I'm going to get more ticket sales on social media. Now, a SMART goal example is number one, specific. I'm going to learn all the meta, Facebook and Instagram, ad platform updates I need to know about and then invest 30% of my marketing budget into this marketing channel. Measurable. The goal is to double my sales versus our previous show. Achievable. I have enough time and support to activate what I learned. Relevant. Growth of my skills on social media advertising will improve our return on ad spend. Time bound. I will start researching the most up-to-date Facebook ads course on Wednesday and start running paid campaigns within one week of that, two weeks prior to opening night. Then I'll complete a measurement and insights report for my executive director and the board within one month of show closing. That, my friends, is the outline of a SMART goal 
of your tactical goal setter. On to number three. Number three is an operational goal setter. Are you one of these? Operational goals are specific, measured goals that are further broken down into specific objectives to be accomplished. These goals and objectives are the domain of the functional employees who go about to deliver on this goal. Remember, operational goals break down the strategic goal, that big business goal at the top, into actionable elements. Let's stay with the ghost, the musical example. This time we're going to set a goal, a smart goal for your graphic designer. A weak goal example is make some creative for social media. Let's get into the SMART acronym. For this goal, let's be specific. Your graphic designer says, I'm going to study other productions creative, look at ads for past regional productions, read the script, watch the source material, and start a digital ideation board to create design concepts for the campaign. Measurable. The goal to integrate more animation and stimulating visuals into my concepts. Achievable. I have enough time and direction from my manager. Relevant. By focusing on this specific show and improving our creative on social media, I will help my manager achieve his, her, or their goals. I'm time-bound. I will start researching creative next Thursday and deliver initial concepts to my manager the following Wednesday. Then I'll deliver all ad creative that the creative brief requires of me, right? So you get a sense of how specific and how much of a relief it is when you sit down and you create your smart goals that ladder up to your specific goals that you have based on what your role is at the theater. Now, let's make this a little bit simpler and let's drill down those SMART goals into these bite-sized actions. So grab a pen if you're not driving or walking the dog, where I tend to listen to a lot of podcasts. Okay, here are your SMART goals call to action. Specific, determine what you want. Measurable, identify what success is. Achievable, make sure your goal is reasonable. Relevant, ensure your goal aligns with your overarching business goals. Time bound, set a deadline and create a schedule. Now I can't have an episode about goal setter types and measuring yourself against SMART goals that, remember, ladder up to your strategic business goals without talking in general top line about KPIs. Oh, KPIs. Sometimes I think marketers and leadership folk throw this acronym around as marketing schmarketing talk to sound like they're kind of passionately invested in them. Does anybody else feel that way? Okay, where was I? All right, KPIs. For those of you that need a reminder or that you're new to marketing, it stands for Key Performance Indicators. In marketing's case, those are quantifiable measures used to evaluate marketing performance. They're valuable resources to make decisions and validate returns on your marketing spend. Therefore, after planning and implementing a marketing strategy, the final step is to measure its results, right? Let's go back. One more time to Ghost the Musical. What 
would my KPIs be for this tactical goal of launching meta advertising? Number one, my first KPI would be conversion rate. Of all the people that saw an ad, we measure how many can we say converted to a ticket sale with a meta product being the last touch in a multi-touch attribution model. Number two, new audiences. How many new to the theater purchases can I attribute to engaging with an ad on a meta platform? Number three, good old ROAS, <laughs> return on ad spend. My KPI is I achieved 4x in sales versus my spend. For example, I spent $6,000 on ads and we made $24,000 in sales that I can directly attribute to social media conversions. And number four, offline to online insights. My KPI is to show results in leveraging offline sales events data, such as in-person ticket purchases, over-the-phone bookings, and these are critical to informing my digital campaign results. By the way, side note, did you know that you can connect your CRM databases or your POS system to your Facebook account to track offline sales that aren't captured by the Facebook pixel you currently have firing from Facebook through GA4 to your website? You can do that now. Another critical factor to your KPI success is whether you have a solid UTM game going. How is your UTM strategy shaping up? Again, for those newer to marketing that are listening today, successful marketers use many tools to track and measure the effectiveness of our digital marketing, including Urchin Tracking Module, UTM codes, which are snippets of code attached to the end of your URLs. UTM codes are also used to pinpoint specific sources of traffic to a website. UTMs are so critical to the insights you need in order to understand what specific piece of marketing is driving traffic to your website and, fingers crossed, lots of conversions to ticket sales. All right, oh, let's stop and take a breath. This last part about KPIs was moving right into advanced ad strategy, but I want to make a point. You need more than sell more tickets than we did for the last show as a KPI. KPIs must align directly with your tactical and strategic business goals, and they have to be that fundamentally specific. My last point about KPIs, you can't just have one or two. The more KPIs you have, the more likely you are to find success. So I usually like to say to have between four and six KPIs for your marketing plan for each production. Now here's something really cool. If you or someone at your theater is ready for a tactical goal setting workshop that also includes a deep dive into meta advertising best practices, then head over to theatermarketingacademy.com goals and let me know. Just need your name and your email right now. That's it. It's a hands-on, roll-up-the-sleeves, get-her-done workshop. Let me know if you're interested in learning more. I'll be offering the workshop in late June if there's enough interest. And I've also put the link in the show notes so you can click right on over from this podcast. So to wrap up this episode, thanks again for listening. 
And now that you know what type of marketing goalie you are, where you fit in the goal-making ecosphere of your theater, and learn some new ways to structure and measure your goals, it is my sincere wish for you to now be able to say with me, like Ted Lasso so eloquently put it, I feel like we fell out of a lucky tree and hit every branch on the way down, ended up in a pool of cash and Sour Patch Kids. Red and yellow are my favorites. I hate blue. Okay. Until next week, let's keep theater moving forward, bird by bird. Thanks, friends.